is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, the New Money Podcast, episode 29. A house is always a great investment, or is it? How y'all doing, man? Hope y'all had a great week and are having a great weekend as well. I am back in Windsor, Ontario, visiting some family, and I saw some friends too, so that's been awesome. I'm really enjoying that. So y'all know what I'm going to say next. At the New Money Podcast on Instagram, shoot me your direct messages, DMs, ask me any questions any like ask me anything uh and i will try to get to it in the show um yeah keep it coming i I'm, i you know i'm getting some good ones and i really enjoy talking about it also would really appreciate if you guys enjoy the show if you hate the show if you think anything of the show i'd love uh some feedback so if you could leave a review i'd really really appreciate that guys this is gonna be a staple of my episodes i'm always gonna ask so you know if, if that's annoying then you know i apologize but we gonna keep asking because you know it, it's been working i'm starting to see some reviews come through so i appreciate you guys thank you so much so today what i want to weigh in on is a pretty contentious subject with respect to investment prospects um you know and buying a home right like is a is a home really a good investment and i ask you guys before we even start with this discussion you know there's a lot of preconceived notions that you know a lot of us have so i i really would appreciate if you guys you know come into this with an open mind and try to hear out what i'm saying because I really just focus on the numbers and you know the principles of it so it's uh, I you know I think it's going to be a really good episode I really am excited to talk about it so without further ado let's just dive on into it baby okay so first of all to start this episode just have to put a little bit of a disclaimer right I don't own a home it's something that I want to do in the very near future but I don't own a home I'm not speaking from experience I well I mean, somewhat through like helping out my family and, and doing a lot of research and stuff like that. Um, so there is some experience there, but you know, I, I have to be honest, like I'm not a real estate expert. I'm not a real estate agent. I, I'm not, you know, I'm, that's not what I am. I, I'm really, really, really interested in this asset class of, of real estate and understanding it and, and learning about it. But you know, I am just being transparent. Like this is a lot of this stuff is theoretical based on the numbers, things like that. Um, there is some practicality there through like my family, working with my family, et cetera. But I still think a lot of this holds up because a lot of the research that I have pulled are from people who own homes or are in that space, et cetera, et cetera. So this is my stance on it and my opinion. And I, and I really do believe in it. And I don't think it's going to change when I get a house. Also, before my real estate investors on this podcast load their guns with an argument, I am not really talking about real estate investing here at all. Like I, I will talk about it, but I'm not, that's not the focus of this episode. I'm talking about general primary ownership with the lens of like just living in it without actually actively trying to make money off it. I really, really think that real estate investing is a fantastic way to create long-term wealth for yourself, but this is just sort of general home ownership that I'm talking about. So growing up, we are always told that a house is a great investment. It's just... It's just something that we're told, right? Don't throw your money away to rent. Uh, you know, we always hear about someone's parents who made a killing on their home because they bought at the right time, right? Like, you know, and, and, and there's merits to these arguments. For a lot of people, owning a house serves as a somewhat of a, a forced savings plan, right? That means that you have to pay down the mortgage every month and thus you technically are creating equity in your home. Equity just means ownership. So for example, when someone says they have a lot of equity in their home, they mean that the house value exceeds the existing debt owed or the mortgage loan that you have on it, and therefore those dollars technically belong to them. Here's the thing though, a house is not a great investment more often than not. 
if it's an investment at all. Assuming you aren't looking to rent the units out, come in to renovate for profits, flip, or engage in any sort of legitimate income producing activities using the home, i.e. real estate investing, which is what I sort of just talked about, and you're simply buying it for general home ownership, yeah, prob's not the best way to invest your money. It's a cost of living. You are investing, but you're investing in your family more than anything. And that's, again, a fantastic thing. But from a financial perspective, yeah, you're going to build up some equity, like, you know, some ownership that we just talked about by paying down your loan. And, you know, your house is going to appreciate some depending on how long you've lived there and, you know, where you live and et cetera, et cetera. But a large portion of the appreciation of homes is due to inflation. Meaning the reason Johnny's grandpa's house quadrupled in value over the last 40 to 50 years is largely due to the fact that the dollars went way, way further than they do today. $100,000 could really get you a nice home in the 70s, but these days it might not even be a down payment in some areas. The purchasing power, which means the amount of goods and services that can be purchased with a unit of currency, i.e. a dollar, is completely different in the 1970s than it was today, right? You hear about, you know, candy was like five cents or, or sorry, a burger was like five cents or something like that. And, and you could get this with this amount of money. That was basically just saying dollars went a lot further back then than they do today. So that argument gets lost, right? People say, well, he, you know, he made $400,000, but the purchasing power might even be the same, right? It, it really depends on the situation. Furthermore, Johnny's grandpa had to pay significant sums of money, significant, to upkeep the house. People always forget about the numbers and the cost of home ownership, right? Just to name a few, mortgage payments, home insurance, property taxes, repair and maintenance, heat, hydro, Wi-Fi, I, like I could go all day. Holy shit, it's really expensive to have a home. So what I wanna do is walk through a sort of example to illustrate what I'm saying. And honest to God, I believe that these numbers are pretty generous. And oftentimes, you know, the expenses are a lot more, but let's just walk through it. Say for example, you purchase a home for 200,000 and 10 years later, you sell it for $300,000. Great investment, right? I mean, damn, that's 100K right there. And, you know, you've paid down your loan, so it's probably, you know, a little bit more than that, right? 120, 150, you know, whatever. It's, it's a good amount of money, right, that you're making, and it's a great investment, right? But what did it cost to get you there? Let's say you had to pay $1,000 per month for, you know, your mortgage, your interest, taxes, and insurance, right? It's usually known as your PITI, like Principal Interest Taxes Insurance plus $300 a month for utilities, right? The standard bills, heat, hydro, whatever, right? 1300 bucks, not that crazy a month with, with everything all in, right? Well, 1300 bucks a month is 15,600 per year. To me, that's like, whoa, holy shit. 15,600 per year. And, you know, over 10 years, $156,000 for the decade that you lived in that house. $156,000 over 10 years that you paid to be in that home. Now, let's say if you spent another 3,000 per year on routine repairs, maintenance, you know, getting a new lawnmower or, you know, uh, doing some work around the house or just necessary things that will come up with home ownership because some shit will always come up with home ownership. Like, let's just say let's 3,000 per year, right? So 3,000 per year times 10 is $30,000. And, you know, if you did some major repairs, like, you know, replacing a roof or flooring or having to remodel anything, you know, that could, that could be upward of 50 K right? Like, again, like these are things that are likely to come up. Your house isn't just going to be perfectly intact for 10 years. Like, are you kidding me? Like, like, come on, like, that's just, this is not, you have to account for this when you're doing the numbers, you have to account for that sort of 
balance of having to repair the home, upkeep the home, etc. So let's just say that you spend 50K, you know, all in for, you know, upkeep and maintenance and expenses. I mean, like literally getting a new roof could be 20 to 30K right there. Right. So let's just assume that you get that and then, you know, some other stuff goes wrong or whatever you and you want to finish the, the the bathroom over. This is a 10 year span, right? 50K in upkeep and maintenance. So that totals up to two hundred and six thousand dollars over a 10 year period you know, around 100K gain on the sale, maybe a little bit more, let's say 150. Even if we said 150, if you've been paying down with, you know, you paying down the mortgage and tax benefits, whatever. I'm being generous. Investing means your money grows and makes more money. If I put $206,000 in the stock market over 10 years and being generous, I came out with 150K, I'd be pretty freaking upset with that, man. That's an investment. No, I, I lost money. It's no different here. While it's definitely awesome to walk away with more than $100,000 than you paid for it, the math doesn't support the idea that a primary residence house with no effort to, you know, create wealth from it, create money, real estate investing, things like that, just, just living in the house isn't a winning investment. And we haven't even accounted for transaction expenses like the 6% realtor commission, inflation that I was speaking about earlier. We didn't even talk about that in my example just now. Or the fact that that value that I gave that it goes up 100K over the 10 years, that might not even happen over the next 10 years. So there's a lot of things behind the scenes, my friends, that really show what having a house really means. An investment in your family, an expense financially, but it is somewhat of a forced savings plan, you know, with some equity to show for it. So it's not, you know, you're not just throwing your money away, but to say it's an investment, to say that you're getting more than you're putting in, I just, more often than not, I just don't agree with that. Okay, so the other side of it, right? You're probably thinking, okay, Nate, you know, that's very specific with your specific numbers. Like, I legit know somebody in Toronto or Vancouver and their, their house has jumped like 100K in two years. Explain that, right? Explain that, smart guy. Okay, yes, I'll, I'll you know. I'll, I'll, I'll budge, right? There are markets where even with expenses, even with costs, even with all the bullshit I just said, you can still do really, really well in a hot market. And it's definitely possible. And I even know a few people that, again, even with the numbers and expenses considered, they benefit from the appreciation. They, they're just in a hot market. They're in a hot city. Shit's going up. It's flying. They're just doing well. Like that's possible. I never said it was impossible. I was just talking about more like the average, the more, you know, conservative and more realistic approach at looking at it. But let's not forget that we just came out of one of the longest spans of economic growth in, in modern history. And, you know, a lot of those examples that you hear about are, are examples in hot markets, right? You, you, you know, we're, we're not talking about, you know, every city in Canada or every city in the United States. Like there's very specific ones that are, are blowing up like that. But other ones are just sort of standard, sort of similar to the appreciation that I said, maybe even less. The example, again, I gave is, is the reality for a lot of people. Your appreciation gets eaten up by inflation, a lot of it, and the upkeep costs eat the rest of that return and then some, right? And, that, and that's the basis of my argument. So, you know, am I saying that you shouldn't get a house? Of course not. That's not what I'm saying. At some point, I really think you should. There's a lot of fantastic benefits in owning a home as, you know, it's a great investment in your family. And, you know, you do have some money saved in uh, through debt pay down and things like that to, to show for it. In some scenarios, it can be a lot better than renting if you, you know, take the real estate investor approach, especially, right? If you start, you know, renting out some rooms or doing strategic renovations to raise property value and, you know, treat it as a business. Holy fuck, you can 
really, really build serious wealth. That is undoubtedly, there's no question that that's a great investment strategy because you're, you know, you're putting something in, you're getting a hell of a lot more out of it, right? But that's the difference, right? My, again, previous examples, average person lives at the crib, not trying to make a return, not trying to do anything, just their primary residence. I will also likely do an episode on, you know, renting versus buying and what makes sense for you as there are arguments for living below your means, renting and investing the difference between, you know, home ownership costs and renting costs and seeing how you come out over a, a span of time. And, you know, some people have, have made that argument and a lot of successful people rent because they know the real cost of home ownership. There's, there's an argument there as well. And I'll definitely do an episode on it. And I don't really want to spoil the episode, but really with respect to what I just said, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to both. There's no black and white, right? It depends on your lifestyle. It depends on what you want. One isn't inherently better than the other. There are pros and cons. You know, what's best for you is based on your goals and what's conducive to your current situation. My main point with this entire episode is that homes can be great fantastic. And I think when you're ready to do so, you should definitely consider if the numbers make sense for you and you won't be house poor if you were to get a house, right? But don't rely on your home to make you wealthy unless you're willing to pursue real estate investing as a wealth builder. Any value trapped in your house is just a bonus from the expense of owning a home financially. The investment is in your family. That's how you got to think about it. investment in your family and you, etc. Your house is a lifestyle choice, not a get rich quick plan. General home ownership often costs more than it returns. And that's totally okay. Because again, investment in you investment in your family investment in your future. So my friends, I have a new money mailbag. I love this shit. I love Chatting about this is probably one of my favorite parts of the show. And today I have a question again from my boy, Wealth Fits You. That's my guy. The guy blows me up with some questions. I love that guy. And what he asks is, who do I go to investment advice for? Like any coaches, mentors, like like who do, who do, who do I consult with, right? So I'd say when I talk like numbers and things like that, I, I really do have uh, a lot of great buddies, uh, uh, really great friends that I, I talk about all this stuff with, right? A lot of our conversations are very productive. We're very transparent with our money. You know, what's good in the uh, other person's scenarios. We're not secretive at all. And, and we counsel each other. And, if, you know, I'm like, I, I talk about this stuff a lot, but I, I definitely consult with them because they know just as much as me, if not more. Like these are, you know, I, I really admire my friends and, and they, they're very financially aware. And so if I have a sort of issue or, uh, you know, some something that I want to talk about or, you know, should I make this investment or what does this company look like? Or, you know, should I look at this town for, for you know, real estate, whatever the whatever the case is, you know, m m a lot of my friends, they're, they're very adept with this stuff and they can, you know, consult me and, and say what's up. So I really lean on those guys and definitely my family. Right. I, I talk about it a lot on here, but, you know, money isn't a shy topic in my crib. I could talk about it with my dad, my mom, whatever. It's very transparent and so I, I'll lean on them and, and they definitely have a lot more life experience than me and um, they you know they really uh, know know what's good and so uh, I, I just yeah my family and my friends I mean that's kind of a cop-out answer but they really like they're awesome and I, I do want to shout out to um, sometimes when I have a big financial question I'll, I'll reach out to my old professor uh, he actually taught me personal finances a, a few other courses as well um, and uh, yeah like I, I learned a lot of you know the fundamentals from him and taking his class and just having a relationship with him so you know if there's a big sort of question I'll, I'll probably shoot him an email and we'll just chat or go for a coffee or whatever so i'd say those three right i'd say those three are the main 
consultants uh, that I consult with. Okay, so takeaways for the episode. Number one, a house usually isn't a great investment on average. By definition, an investment creates more money from money, and that is, again, often not the case when all things are considered for home ownership. Number two, however, by treating real estate as a business, renting out units, strategically renovating, flipping, et cetera, et cetera, entirely different discussion, 100% a different discussion. That can be a fantastic wealth builder. That can be a fantastic investment strategy. That is not what I'm talking about here. I'm just talking about home ownership, right? Number three, owning a home is still a beautiful thing, even with all that stuff considered. Just don't rely on your home to create legit wealth for you if you're not trying to build wealth from it. Unless again, you're pursuing takeaway number two, which is trying to have a sort of business angle around it. And number four, a house is an investment in your family. The best decision for you is one that fits your goals and financially adds up to something you can afford while still being able to save and invest for your future. So that is it, my friends. Love y'all to death. Please, 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 especially this episode. Let me know any feedback that you have. Do you disagree? Do you agree? You know, what what, what sort of things have you been told when you grew up about, around this subject? I, I, I'm so interested to hear other perspectives. I'm not rigid on this. I'll move on this. If you have an argument or you want to just talk or you know, debate, whatever, it's a it's a great discussion. I love I will talk to anybody about this. I'm not going to argue like crazy. Like, I just want to chat about it. I love I love uh, to chat about stuff like this. So 100% DM me, message me, text me, uh, you know, whatever me, <laughs> um, if you want to chat about this, because I'd love to, you know, go in depth further on it. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love y'all to death. Let me know again if you have any feedback. Much love, y'all. I am out this mother. Peace.